What's up? Welcome to the Modern Spirituality Show. I'm Ben Decker, and I just have to thank you all who've been listening and engaging. It means so much to me. Check it out. I am paying attention to the requests that you are sending me. So keep them coming. I've been getting questions about um, my favorite meditation apps to use, book recommendations, my thoughts on current events and news. And so I'll be covering some of that in today and other upcoming episodes. Uh, We've also been getting requests for certain guests. Some of you are asking for longer episodes, and many of you are asking for shorter, more bite-sized episodes. So we're going to be having more. We're going to have longer casts, more solo casts, and shorter, more bite-sized episodes. This is huge because if you're asking for these kinds of changes and you're requesting these kinds of recommendations, that means you are really taking your spiritual exploration seriously. And that is awesome. Practices like meditation, breathwork, and physical movement are crucial to the self-transformation work we do on the spiritual journey. And I think it's so important to be developing your own personal relationship to these practices and making them your own. And so, yes, books and online courses and teachers, classes and apps and things like that are an excellent tool to help you along the way. Recently, I was going through a really, really rough patch in my relationship. Some of you saw that play out on social media. And my partner and I were invited to take a breathwork class at the Open Studio in Venice on Brooks. And I had heard of Open as an app, and I have experienced breathwork many times before, so I was familiar, but I was still a little resistant to it for some reason. Um, But we did end up going, and once we actually got into the experience itself, I was so glad that I had gone. Um, It was definitely challenging as breathwork can sometimes feel, but I have to say it helped create the breakthrough that my partner and I needed uh, in order to heal and mend our relationship. So now he and I make a regular practice of popping onto the open app either together or even when we're alone. Like for example, right now he's in Europe filming his new TV show and um, he's able to take the app with him, uh, which which is really amazing. So even when we're alone, we take some of their classes on the app And one of the great things about this particular app, Open, is that I believe it's the only app of its kind to have meditation, breathwork, and movement classes, which is huge, uh, because we have to embody, we have to uh, integrate what we're realizing, what we're learning, and, and bring it into our body. We have to bring that application into the body. So I think it's huge that the movement classes are also included Um, on this particular app. And I love the team over there at Open. Um, And in fact, I'll be having the founder, Manoj Diaz, on the show here in a few weeks. And we'll be able to dive more into into that at that time. But I just wanted to introduce that to you so you you can get started, so that you can have something to start to work with now. Uh, Since I've been getting so many requests about this particular kind of recommendation. So check out the open partnership link in the show notes if you're interested, and you'll be able to try out the app for free for 30 days. And it's super affordable after that if you choose to stay subscribed. And so check it out. The the meditations that are on there and the breath work classes that are on there and the movement classes that are on there, you can create your own program. So you can go on and and tune into like 
a particular meditation that that calls to you for your specific circumstances and same with like the movement and breathwork classes there's a lot to choose from so this is a really really good way to get yourself to sit down and to actually put uh, put some of these things into practice into practice i guess not sit down if you're doing the movement but you get what i mean and so in true libra fashion i'm a libra i'm a libra son i'm going to give it all to you sometimes as a libra i've been accused of being a people pleaser i don't see it that way i'm just trying to really relate and support i'm just trying to really listen In fact, today, not only did you just get my top app recommendation, you're also getting a juicy bite-sized episode, and you're going to be hearing from an incredible thought leader that you requested. This guest today is someone that you have been requesting. This episode should be called Total Request Live because it's all about the feedback you've been providing. Yes, multiple people have reached out and asked for this particular guest. Ask And ye shall receive because my team and I are listening. I am super excited uh, to introduce you to today's guest. Uh, His name is Diego Perez. He's a meditator and a New York Times bestselling author. And you might know him by his pen name on Instagram and various social media networks, uh, which is Young Pueblo. Online, he's got an audience of over 2.2 million people, and his writing focuses on the power of self-healing, creating healthy relationships, and the wisdom that comes when we truly work on knowing ourselves. His two books, Inward, which I've got here, and Clarity and Connection, were both instant bestsellers. And great news, Diego's got a third book, Lighter, uh, which will be coming out on October 4th, 2022. And I'm sure this one is going to also be an instant bestseller. You're on fire right now. Everything you're doing is resonating. Thanks for being here, Diego. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Um, I've been particularly excited about this uh, conversation of ours coming up. And yeah, ready to get into it. Yeah, I love um, what you are bringing to the community through your work, um, especially when it comes to your poetry, just the the quality of poetry. And um, I also really appreciate the the sort of alter ego that you introduced yourself to the community with. Of course, in writing, the concept of a pen name is, uh, you know, tried and true and also in the in spiritual communities having a spiritual name having a name that represents a new chapter of your life is also something we hear about quite a bit um i'd love to explore that a little bit and explore um where young pueblo came from and when you might use diego perez and when you're using young (laughs) oh i use diego perez um everywhere in real life so only if i'm ever like you know even when i'm at events um i'll like be introduced as young pueblo but then it's just diego perez it's it's literally just a pen name that i try to use to frame everything that i'm writing inside of and it's something that became really clear to me when i started meditating that um not only am i really in need of evolving and maturing but it seemed like humanity as a whole was in this um, phase where it's really starting to blossom and grow up and what kind of hit me was that when we are really young when we're in kindergarten 
there are some basic fundamentals that our teacher is trying to teach us, you know, to clean up after ourselves, to tell the truth, to not hit each other, to share, to generally be kind with one another. And we may be able to do that on the individual level, but as a whole, and I'm talking humanity as a whole, we do, we have not mastered these fundamental things yet. And I think once we get there, we'll actually be a mature people. So young Pueblo literally means young people. And, you know, the word Pueblo, it has a lot of definitions, um, especially throughout Latin America. And from where I'm from in Ecuador, it really means like the masses of impoverished people. So I think, you know, we're not only growing, but we're learning how to really how to flourish. Right, right. Yeah, I love that so much. And I really, um, I really resonate, especially with that last component of the awareness of the young impoverished people. There's a, a lot of times when we hear in Western news media about the next generation, Gen Z and, and young mm-hmm. people today, there is this total distortion where it's a hyper, they, they talk about the privileged Gen Z as if that's the entirety of Gen Z population across the globe. When we're it's at, really true. We're looking at a lot of very poor, impoverished young people. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's an impoverishment that <clears throat> it really runs deep. It's not just in terms of like material poverty, but also in terms of uh, who we are yeah. internally right? Like we don't fundamentally know ourselves as individuals. And, and I think it's definitely, you know, something that spans all generations, because it's like, whether you're 20, or whether you're 60, or whether you're 80 years old, I bet there's still um, some healing that can be done, some growth that can happen, some evolution that can happen, some letting go. So it's really, you know, it's, it's encompassing humanity as a whole, that we, we have a lot of growing up to do. And, you know, I feel like this healing generation that's emerging um, because healing has become so much more popular, so much more accessible. Um, I think it's quite um, exciting and it gives me a lot of hope that we're, we're going to be able to grow. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. And um, I, I often will see the little signals that the, the next generation is really showing us their innovation uh, their ability to solve really big problems uh, through creativity. And I even remember when, you know, we're about the same age. When when we were younger, I remember I loved learning about science and engineering. And I loved really, really engaging with ideas and, and concepts around things like sustainability. And... Um, and I think that I ended up going really deep in a, in a mental health direction because of mm. the, my own mental health needs, you know. Um, but I I love to see so many of these younger kids and these next generation, these high school and college students today um, have this like new sort of holistic, deeper, more conscious awareness of relationships, of relating, of their place on a global scale, you know. And, um, and I think work like yours penetrating into that community is um, uh, a huge contribution. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because like when I write something, um, 
I don't really know where it's going to land, right? Like who, like who's going to find it useful and who's going to appreciate it. And um, as things have continued to grow over time, um, it's been exciting just seeing like a, a sort of a wider range of people. So like not only do people who, you know, have gone through divorces send me messages um, that, you know, either clarity and connection or inward were really helpful through that difficult time, but also, you know, people who are in high school, like I'll get letters from people who are like, you know, this has been really helpful through a tough time. And, and to me, it just feels like, you know, that's, I can't ask for more because that's my hope that when I'm actually writing something that I'm, that I'm writing something that people will find useful. And so as a creator, what do you, what's your process like? Um, it's interesting. I try to like move with the waves of creativity. Cause I don't think it comes all the time, especially for me. Like there are some times where a whole month will pass and I won't write anything new. And then there are other times where a whole month I'll just be writing constantly. And what I try to do is stay really attuned to that feeling of creativity. And when I feel it come, like I listen and I really try to just make space and whether if it's really early in the morning or at night or, you know, when I'm like on a plane somewhere, wherever it may be, I'll just start um, writing things down. I've also learned to not force it. Like there are times where, you know, I'll put this pressure on myself to to write. And I found that if if that creative energy isn't there, then what I write doesn't really come out as clear as it does if I were to listen to the initial like instinctive energy. Um, so I kind of try to catch it when it comes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really cool. You know, the, and also it's the, the reality of not forcing something. Um, you're, would you say that you have always been a writer that that's that poetry and the written word is, is a way that you've expressed yourself since you were young? No, no, that's, that's, that's what was kind of shocking was that like, I've never ever thought of myself as an, a writer or an artist or even a creative person. Um, I really loved being around people and like the type of work that I used to do when I was in high school was a lot of like organizing and activism work. Mm. And like, that's what I really found very energizing. Um, but I've never gone into the arts and it wasn't until I started meditating. Like after I did, I think after I did three silent 10 day courses, um, in the Goenka tradition, I felt like this, you know, my mind just generally felt lighter and it felt like this, uh, creativity started bubbling up. And I was also so shocked and moved by the fact that I felt like healing was actually happening. And, I didn't know that healing was even really possible. You know, like I, I grew up in a way where if something was ailing you in your mind or your body that you would just have to deal with it for the rest of your life. So to think of, you know, this like weight that I was holding in my mind for it to be relieved, um, I was shocked by that. So um, I think the mixture of my mind feeling lighter and also actually feeling that I was, um, that healing was happening kind of spurred me on to start writing. Mm -hmm. And did you, did you get into writing as a, as a therapeutic tool or was it more like journaling? It was more like trying to process what I was understanding. Cause I felt like I was learning a lot about, um, you know, a lot through meditating. Like mm -hmm. in some ways, I remember the first 10 day course that I did, like, I felt like I learned more 
in those 10 days and four years of college. And I, you know, not only was I learning about like the laws of like ultimate reality by being able to observe the truth within the framework of the body, but I was also learning a lot about conventional life, like about, you know, how I had spent so much time ignoring my emotions and how, because I was ignoring my emotions, it made my relationships um, really surface level. And so I started writing a lot about like, um, you know, sort of like uh, Phoenix type poetry, like how you hit rock bottom and then like you, you can come up and change yourself and that over time like evolved into just like, um, I don't know, trying to put words to different parts of my life and then also words to the different things that I was understanding. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I've, I've sort of noticed um, in the, from an, from your Instagram, it seems that there's been a shift. I'm seeing more of an emphasis on creating healthy relationships, seeing more that topic come up more. Is that, is it actually coming up more? Or am I just projecting that because I'm in relationship mode? Oh no, it's, it's totally come up more. And I think um, the big shift was actually when the pandemic started. Um, like when the pandemic really started, I realized that um, like a lot of my attention got turned um, even more to how my wife and I can function together in a healthy manner. And that really kicked off like a lot of these relationship pieces. Because um, before that, I think in like 2018, 2019, like I would write really occasionally about love and really occasionally about relationships, but it really picked up because, you know, I was in a situation where um, like my wife, like I would work from home, but my wife, she would work nine to five. And then when all the lockdowns and all that stuff started happening, it was just the two of us in our one bedroom apartment in the Bronx. And we, um, you know, we had developed a lot of harmony from our individual meditation practices. And we've already done a lot of healing work up until that time. And there were still a lot of kinks to work out, but I was trying to understand like, what is happening here? Like, what are we actively doing that is making it so fun and so good to be around each other all the time? Because I know other people are struggling, but I want to understand like, you know, why we struggle when we struggle and also how we resolve that in a good manner. And that's where a lot of those pieces started coming from. And, and, um, and I've been realizing that there's like, there's just so much in the relationship space. So I've been trying to dig into it. Yeah, this is incredible. I love watching the direction that your work is taking because I can really see an authentic journeying uh, that you're going through, an authentic unfoldment of your actual journey. So this concludes part one of my conversation with young Pueblo, Diego Perez. Make sure to please go pick up his newest book, Lighter, available everywhere books are sold. It's available for pre-order as of the time that we are releasing this episode. So definitely pre-order it. Or if you're listening to it after October 4th, then go, go ahead and pick it up. We've got that link in the bio. And thank you so much, Diego. I can't wait to have you on again. Hey, it's Ben Decker, and I just have to thank you again for listening to the Modern Spirituality Podcast. For information on anything mentioned here, you can check out the show notes below. You can also get in touch with me via twitter.com slash bendecker, instagram.com slash benjamindecker, or email me 
at bendecker at modernspiritualitypodcast.com. It really does mean so much to me that you're here with me on the modern spirituality journey. I'm genuinely super excited about what I've got planned for these next few episodes. So really make sure to subscribe to the Modern Spirituality Podcast so you can get in on what I've got coming up. And if this is resonating for you, if anything here helped or inspired or entertained you at all, please, please do rate this podcast and leave me a review. It means so much more than you might realize. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again.